Welcome to today's episode of Jazz Beats, your number one podcast for jazz news and entertainment. Here are your hosts, Jackson and Tyson. We're back. We told you we'd be back after some news hits, right? Oh, oh, oh man, and it's we, come. We follow through. We're only one day behind. Are we? It happened yesterday. Well, we had to collect our thoughts. That's true. Yeah. That's true. We had to yeah. get our tears out. Oh, my bad. <laughs> oh, it was that was sh- that was uh, Charlie guaranteed yeah. that we'll follow up with our promises. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jazz Nation, this is probably the biggest off season we've ever had in our franchise, and it may be the biggest. Like, the Jazz have carried the off season for the NBA, as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah, there have been no other moves except Jazz moves. Um, we're, we're Jazz Beats. We're happy to be here. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We are at Fizz Drinks Again recording, so that's that's awesome. Fizz, this is a great place. Fizz located in Richfield, Utah. If you don't know where that's at, well, shame on you because it's the best spot to be. So, it's true. Yeah, you can just come hang out. It's like it's like a it's got power plugs and internet and yeah, it's it's a hangout. It's now. like a Starbucks but with soda, right? It's a Utah Starbucks. It is a Utah Starbucks. Right? Is that, maybe that's not appropriate. Yeah. Uh, Starbucks can call our legal team if they'd like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, before we dive in okay. to what's going on, I want to I want to talk about what are the different eras of Utah Jazz basketball. What would you consider as he pulls up his mountain mountain logo Jazz socks? Tyson, the man. so good just to see that logo on my ankle. What uh, in your mind are the eras of Jazz? Well, I mean, there's to me there's the old days, which is pre. Pre-Utah? No, Can no, we no. go that far? I, I don't even go that far back. <laughs> no, I'm not even... Nobody there. knows anything about that. And why should they? It's a waste of time. I think everyone knows that we came from New Orleans. Right. But as far as, like, existing in New Orleans, I don't think that happened. No. Well, why would you want to study the cavemen? I mean, there's nothing good for Nobody knows. That, right? Like, <laughs> we know what happened anyway. Okay. okay. So what's your, what's your so first... So in my, in my opinion, it's the old days where the shorts were six inches or shorter, and then... To me, it starts with Carmelo Malone and John Stockton. Yes. And then you have the post Carmelo Malone and John Stockton, which is like a depression. Yeah. And then you have Jason Williams, Booker. Darren Boozer, Williams. Darren Williams and Boozer days. And then you have a... The Dark Ages. Ty. Ty Corbin. Ty Corbin days. Yep. And then you have Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell days. Yeah. I, I consider that a legitimate era. Right. And jazz fans, if you are under a rock, we just put... A headstone on that era, officially. Officially signed Rudy Gobert out earlier, and as of 17 hours ago, officially Donovan Mitchell will be going to Cleveland to play. Do you want let, to, let's, before we get into that trade, let's talk about Donovan Mitchell. No longer a, a, a jazz man. Yes. Um, let's talk about some of our, our favorite Mitchell memories. You go first. Me? Okay. I, when, I, when I think of Mitchell, I think of um, probably first and foremost, and you and I were both at that game is game six against OKC Thunder and Russell Westbrook. Right, that battle. The first round closing game in Utah um, was was awesome. I I still remember that third quarter. Both Russ and Donovan had 20-plus in that quarter. Easily, yeah. And it was awesome. It It was like a back and forth Mitchell versus Westbrook battle. I think that was the time when everyone, not even Jazz Nation, but the NBA as a whole recognized this guy is a superstar. Yeah. 
and and he is and it's and he's not on our team anymore but i still think his skill set's incredible and what he's done for utah is dope like we have to appreciate okay give me give me a memory Okay, we're just gonna uh, reminisce for a minute. All right, yeah. In the in the goodness of, of Mitchell's jazz basketball. This is somewhat uh, more recent than okay. uh, than yours, but this is the Denver in the bubble playoffs against Murray. The fifty point games, du- multiple fifty point games uh, from Mitchell. It was insane, and I don't know what they were f- doing in that bubble arena over there during COVID, but he, his performance there was incredible. I mean, he was so fun to watch it. I, I don't want to compare this because it kind of taints it a little bit, but if you were a Jimmer fan, those last senior years for him at BYU, when it was just like, this guy's incredible, that was who Donovan was in the bubble in the playoffs. It was, it was amazing to it's watch crazy. him play. And yeah. we, were, we were one Mike Conley three away from going on to the conference finals. Oh. Right? Yeah, that yeah. was tough. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it didn't turn out, but but the fact that – uh, hopefully the the memory remains of the that competitiveness and and Mitchell going Absolutely. bonkers yeah. rather than losing after being up 3-1. <laughs> that's that's what I remember. I re- yeah. I look back at that and I remember it was a hard loss but I remember yep. that Donovan's performance was incredible. What about you? What's, what's um, another one? we can go all the way back to his rookie year winning the dunk contest oh, as yeah. a fill-in. That was awesome. I know the dunk contest has been down the last 5-10 years. Yeah. But that that was awesome for Jazz fans. Yeah, and then, speak, sorry, speaking of rookie year, the Ben Simmons thing when he when he would wear that hoodie that had the definition of a rookie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, you know, just that underdog mentality that Utah's always had. I felt like it just was a perfect match for Donovan coming in as a rookie. I was like, he gets it, he gets us, and we just meshed well that rookie year. And I just loved seeing that attitude. It was a lot of fun. Um, talking about the eras. And where Donovan Mitchell fits in that. Yeah. It, it's been, the, I don't know of another jazz man that was as charismatic, vocal, good on camera, like just that brings the face to the franchise. For sure. And represents it well. Like even Stockton Malone, Stockton is, is a quiet kind of introvert, I believe. How many podcasts have he been? He's awful. Right. I mean, he's, he, he, he's not, nobody wants to hear from him because he's got nothing to say. Not that he doesn't, he just doesn't want to say anything. His post-game interviews would be like, yeah, we uh, missed three shots in the fourth, last four minutes of the game, but, but we won. Be like, we'll, we'll pick those up next game. Bye. <laughs> I swear that's how we'd be. Um, Jerry Sloan, doesn't, he uh, wasn't real positive, charismatic, whatever. Darren Williams even, I think, can go there. Not like Donovan Mitchell was. And for him to take that on at such a young age and, and to be the guy of Utah was really cool to see. Yeah, that little kids were crazy about that yeah. wanted to be Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, how many kids were in their backyards the last six years saying Donovan Mitchell down down two with five seconds? You know what I mean? I we mean, all done that. I, I, every holiday, I'll see the lake, whatever. You got kids in Mitchell jerseys. I mean, it's he's a hot item, and off the court, take away what he d- he does for the Jazz on the court when the minutes and the clock are running. Like off the court he was a good individual for our fan base. Agreed. Yeah. And that will be, no matter what you'd get on the court, I don't know if you'll ever replace that off the court. We haven't seen it in 30 years, so no. so it's interesting. Um, you want to get into it? Yeah, Go to really, the trade? How, just really, I was thinking about Donovan's rookie year. How many people are trying to get Ben Simmons on their team right now? Just, <laughs> just, uh, I think there's one or two teams that are trying to get him off the team. <laughs> 
I mean, literally, Donovan Mitchell's the biggest trade discussion right now in the NBA, and Ben Simmons is bloody oath. That guy, he's an mm. idiot. Mm. So anyway, I just had to point that out just in case Ben Simmons is listening. <laughs> Douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the meat and potatoes okay. of the trade. Um, Jazz and Mitchell, to the Cavs, ah, who came out of nowhere. I had, if you'd asked me to place a million dollar bet between Cavs and New York, even just two days ago, I still would have put it on New York. Well, Cavs weren't even in the top three because there was a while that it was like, okay, we got New York, we have Miami, yeah. we have maybe a Brooklyn talk. Okay. It, it, we listed the, the three destinations that Mitchell wanted to be right. at. And as far as I was aware, the Jazz were kind of going to say, okay, we'll try to get you to one of these places. And then here comes Cleveland. I mean, Ohio out of nowhere. Why? In, in Why the middle Ohio? of nowhere. Why Ohio? <laughs> like, uh, not, no, I'm, I'm asking you, like, why... Is that the best option for Utah to send them to? Is it because of what they were going to offer, or, or is there something else there? I think it's obvious New York had more to offer. I agree with that. And I think Danny Ainge was so fed up with New York that the, the Cleveland trade was a little bit of a, a screw you to New York. <laughs> I, <laughs> to, I agree. Is it James Dolan in New York? Is he the owner? Anyways, I th- I think that was a big screw you to New York saying you're not you're gonna you're gonna try to hold out on us. Y- you just wait. Yeah, you'll see what we can do. So we'll we'll go elsewhere. Early on in their discussions with Danny, I feel like they slandered Danny a little bit, saying that he was unreasonable, kind of a kind of a hard person to deal with, and they and they kind of they were somewhat negative to him in the public eye. And so I think Danny's just like, okay, I'm gonna keep you and make sure that you are thinking this is going to happen and then not going to. But honestly, when, when New York ended up renewing that contract, it was like a hundred million dollar contract with their, with Barrett, with Barrett. Mm-hmm. I thought, all right, they might be cashed out. Miami's got Donnie, but this Cleveland has really just come out of nowhere for me. Anyway, it's, it's been a, a super shock. According to reports, um, Cleveland was on the table a month ago, maybe longer and it kind of died because of the New York talks. Anyways, Monday comes around this week, and New York signs Barrett. Tuesday, the Cavs made a phone call to Danny Ainge, and it came out Thursday. Like, it was, it was quick. It, right. was, it was a day or two of negotiating and done deal. Right. After two months of talks with the Knicks. That, that's what's crazy is how yeah. quick it happened and out of nowhere. So what are we getting? So we, we're obviously losing Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's gone, and that's it for the Jazz. Okay. Um, we get back Larry Markinen. Um, is o, 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 Ocher Abaji. Say that one more time. Ocher Abaji. <laughs> you see, if you say it fast, then no one will question you. Okay. Ocher Abaji came in, and <laughs> Colin Sexton, that. as well as three unprotected first-round picks and two pick swaps in the future. Right. Um. Let's let's just kind of go through these a little bit. Uh, we don't have to spend a whole ton of time, but just so people know who is going to be in a Jazz jersey this year. Right. Uh, Markinen, seven-footer, kind of young, 24 years old, um, played at Chicago for f- his first three or four years and then traded to Cleveland last year or signed with Cleveland. Um, I don't know. You're not, you're not getting a whole lot. Uh, okay. Yeah. I see you. I see you. But had 15 points a game last year, six rebounds, seven footer kind of plays 
uh, small forward, power forward. Um, can do some things, not nothing to be like jumping for joy about. Not trying to make the comparison, but he is a seven footer, 24 years old, and he's making the same points per game as Rudy Gobert was. Don't, don't, don't even. <laughs> what are you? Don't even. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Uh, I like the Colin Saxon guy. I think he he looks like a fun player to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally in this situation, I would say it'll it'll be interesting to see what um, Snyder will do with him. Uh, who? But he ain't gonna be there, <laughs> so it's not like I can be like I can I can see what Snyder's trying to do with the rotation with a player like this. I have no idea. Uh, I have no idea what this rotation is gonna look like. Um, but the, it'll be, he's a good player. He's obviously a talented player. He's one of the better players that we've picked up, but, uh, and the other guy I don't want to talk about cause I can't pronounce his name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think marketing was a thing. It was a guy to make the contracts line up Okay. more than anything. Okay. Um, so I don't know. Colin Sexton comes in as well. Six one guard, 23 years old. Um, he was hurt last year. He only played in 11, 11 games. 11 games. Right, right. Um, but the year before that he averaged 24 points a game in Cleveland. Not to make the comparison, but that's uh, only one point less than what Donovan Mitchell made last year. Yeah, he's a, he's a flat-out scorer, ball-dominant kind of guy. Okay. So we can expect him to be a little bit like Clarkson in the, in the mindset of, probably I've got the ball, I'm putting it in the hoop. Probably. I'm going to find a way. Okay. We're going to get Clarkson in a little bit and yeah, we talk are. about him. we um, three amigos left. And then the third guy was a, is a rookie out of Kansas. Um, lottery pick, the 14th pick in the draft. Averaged 19 points per game on 41% shooting from three his senior year in Kansas. Ah. Which, is, which is promising. Yeah. I, I think he's a guy that, that we're going to hang on to. Um, Marketing, I could see not being cemented in the Jazz jersey. Who knows what's going through Danny yeah. Ainge's mind. Yeah. Um, but I think Abaji and Sexton are here for a few years. I mean, we do have to have a roster, right? We can't just get rid of everybody. We can't Danny. just take the year off. We can't just say we're going to trade everybody for uh, first-round picks in the next over the, <laughs> yeah. over the next five years. We've got to have a team to play. We've bought tickets, guys. We want to go to a game. Um, okay, these say you're these three players, four players, whatever, and we're gonna get we're gonna come back to Donovan after this. But how do you think they? feel coming to utah are they thinking we're going as a rebuild we're going as a players to have a team throw it throw the season or are they coming there thinking okay all right let's see what let's i want to make the best of this i want to see what this can be over in utah what is the mindset (laughs) for players coming to utah i think the mindset for them is about the same mindset as it is for us of what in the hell is going to happen this year (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to be on this okay. team? Who am I going to play for? Who's this head coach? What are we going to know from him? Right. It's all question marks. It's like going they have, to a foreign country. We have 13 draft, first-round draft picks in the next six years. And a new coach and, and a whole new everything. I mean, look how things are different right now from last year, and it's only going to change more. Yeah. So, okay, so what about Donnie? Let's say you're Donovan Mitchell. You had expectations of New York City and Miami. And you just get signed to Ohio. Um, <laughs> gosh, have you guys Googled Ohio? It's it's dying out there, right? Like it's, it's not a great place. <laughs> this is my thought. If Donovan wanted out of Utah, good luck in Cleveland. Like that's good for you. I hope you enjoy it. But you're gonna come back to Salt Lake every vacation. And be like, ah, so much better here. People. Are okay, 
Did he want out of Utah because of the state or because of the franchise? I think that's what you got to ask is, did he want to go to New York because of the city life or the, the history of the team and being a Nick because he's from there? I think that's the question we need to ask. Cause obviously uh, uh, looking at the environment, the location, the city, I mean, even biased me, I think it's obvious it's a downgrade from Salt Lake City. Cleveland. Yes, Cleveland. We're talking about Ohio being a downgrade to Salt Lake. Yeah. Uh, how, have you ever been? Sorry. People from Cleveland are saying that too. So. Shut up. Nobody's like, hey, you know what I'm going to do on my spring break this year? Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> That's that, Even saying that, I feel like spitting. No one's ever said that in their life. They're, everybody's fleeing Cleveland, except right. for Donovan Mitchell. Okay, so you're saying he's going there because of the organization? I'm saying it be, can't be the city. I'm saying he's. I could see him being excited because of the the team. Okay. And the and by the team you mean the actual roster. The roster, the players, the 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 upside of the organization of the Cavs. Okay. And how are they going to look this upcoming season? Okay. So so the Cavs last year had two All Stars. Okay. In Darius Garland and Jared Allen. Okay. And they just added a third. Okay. Who's that? <laughs> Just added a third. <laughs> and Evan Mobley, who was a rookie last year, is showing huge potential to be first-team all-defense, possibly right. an all-star. So right. you're looking at maybe four all-stars on this Cavs team. Plus Ricky Rubio. Exactly. <laughs> that guy. That's going to be a fun reunion for Donovan. And all of those guys I mentioned, 25 years or younger. Which is incredible. So we're going to have some legs. I mean, this team's going to f- be fast. They're going to mm-hmm. be able they're skilled and they're fit. I think they have a window of about four or five years right now. And they know it. And they're going all in those four or five years. Mitchell's got four years on his contract or so. Right. Uh, Garland's still on his rookie contract. Uh, Mobley, obviously, on his rookie contract. They're, they're going all in for four years. And I could see them making another move or two to get a few filler pieces maybe yeah. off the bench. Throughout the season? Because... In their minds, I think they're thinking we're now top three in the East. I was going to say, with all of this move and the aggressiveness that they're having right now, I don't think they're shooting anything less than fourth in the East for sure. And, and they, I, I, I see that happening. I mean, there's some P players out there, but New York, New York ain't one of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ask Stephen A. Smith if they're one of them. Let's, talk, let's just bring Stephen into this. Uh, Stephen, if you're listening, I know you're a huge fan. Um, obviously, he had a very – Passionate response. How did that go? If you don't know who Stephen A. Smith is, um, he is a very... He's kind of hard to listen to at times. He's very animated. He's very sometimes idiotic, and he's loud, and he's he's obnoxious. I like it. it. And he's hilarious. I like it. And he has been pushing Donovan Mitchell on the Knicks for multiple years now. Huge Knicks fan. He, he's, he's a, a huge Knicks, Knicks fan. fan. Okay, I was just going to say, we got to clarify, his heart's in New York. He's a huge Knicks fan. Yeah. And his response, I watched two videos today on him. One sitting in, in his him car. in his car yes. as a selfie. <laughs> and then the other one on ESPN. And he is, in his words, Livid. I am disgusted. Disgusted. Um, he, he, he's a huge Knicks fan, and he can't stand the organization. That's a bad place to be in. Especially when you have that podium, you know what I mean? Like he has that much influence, that much, that many followers. The the one in the car, that's the only video I've seen so far of him. But I just love that he didn't prepare a script. He was just so upset. 
he just opened up his phone and recorded his emotion. It was raw, and he's he's just so disappointed <laughs> in in what it is that they do over in New York. And and if you're a jazz fan right now, you're probably wondering maybe having some similar parallels as far as your feelings towards what is Utah doing. So we were actually talking about this this morning. What is the goal for Utah this year? The difference between New York and Utah right now, and we got some new people coming into Fizz. What's up, guys? If you're in the Richfield area or an area with a Fizz, go, go see them. They got fantastic drinks. And if you have not had a Chonut. Oh, I was just going to say that. The Chonut's If you haven't had a Chonut, Andrew's pointing at me right now saying yeah. he's bringing me one right now. It, it, if... If Disneyland could copy Chonuts, they would, but Fizz has got it on lockdown. What's and thank that? Goodness. Andrew? Oh, I like it. Bring that up. You mentioned this podcast and you get half off a Chonut so, or a box of Chonuts. So come into Richfield Fizz, mention that you heard about it on the Jazzbeats podcast, and they will hook you up with the best Chonuts deal <laughs> west of the Mississippi. Guarantee it. Guaranteed. Yeah. Where were we going? We got to hit that. Gar- Charlie, here. Say Guaranteed. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Okay. Where are we going? We were talking about the direction of New oh, York. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. The direction of the Cavs. What is the direction of Utah? You look at New York. No All-Stars. No potential All-Stars. Maybe an R.J. Barrett down the road. Um, kind of some washed talent. No, no direction where they're going. They've put a lot of money into Barrett. Now thinking about what they have to offer as a team. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Utah Jazz, no all-stars as far as our current roster, not a lot of future in looking at it. Um, the one thing we do have is assets. And that's in our 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 picks, our first round picks. Okay. In in the NBA, the your first round picks are kind of like a currency. Okay. It's, it's, it's like, like a Bitcoin. Yeah. You, you think of when trades happen. I mean, you look at Minnesota and you look at Cleveland. Okay. How were they able to get all-stars on their team to add to a, a pretty assets. good roster? They, they had, the had assets those sitting. assets. Okay. And future Utah is going to be with those assets and hopefully some young talent that have proven, which we get in our own draft picks, to build upon. So okay. hopefully in the next three or four years, two or three, hopefully, maybe sooner, We've got some young talent, and now we just need pieces to fill it in the gaps or another p- potential all-star to fill in the gaps. And we have picks as currency to be able to go get those guys, to go find those Donovan Mitchells who are probably going to leave Utah anyways, Right. that they want to get something back for them. We've got those picks to go get that all-star and bring him back to the Jazz. Okay, this is a conspiracy. I love it. Uh, this is, I haven't talked to you about this one. This just came to me just now. But I have two conspiracies now on this whole thing. The first one is, do you, I mean, we're thinking so far ahead. Do you think there's any chance that we have guys in college that we are, like, waiting for to actually draft? I mean, I mean probably. That's, 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 like, way forward thinking. But, I mean, is it a thing? Is there players that they're like, we want drafts because we like what's coming up? Well, first thing is next year's guy – um, unanimous number one pick is everyone saying have fun with this name Victor Wambanyama or I'm something in, like not that not interested guy from France 7-2 and they're saying he is the next guy the next like Rudy Kevin Gobert. Durant can shoot it can handle he's 7 foot 2 plays defense like he's the guy the pick wow and so that's next year but then you think we have some 2029 draft picks that's a that's a 12 year old we could be speaking Russian 
That's a guy in like sixth, sixth grade, grade yeah. right now. There's no way we've got okay. stats or, okay. or eyes on guys in sixth grade. So I don't know I'm what the plan is for those. Okay. That's too bad. Okay. It's interesting. It's just an interesting thing. Um, so, okay. This is my other conspiracy. I don't know. If, and you've, uh, maybe some of you have seen the movie Moneyball. Mm-hmm. It's got Brad Pitt. It's a baseball movie. But they're talking about losing some amazing players and then playing the number game. And I've actually put together all the stats from the main players that are going out and the main players that are coming in with, within, the, within the budget. Just a refresher. Was that, was that? I get that one and draft day mixed up a little bit. Moneyball was the guy that he was all statistics on paper trying to analyze. Is that right? Yeah. Well, they were trying analyze to say, who things. are we going to bring in to replace, for instance, who are we going to bring in to replace Donovan Mitchell? So instead of, instead of drafting or trading off emotion, it was all about facts. And yeah. this, is, this yeah. is what's happening. Okay. Yeah. So and okay, so, go on. so many point runs a month or a game and that we add this all up and it adds up and we save money. Statistically, we should win. And they hire some like stockbroker or something on the side to run the numbers. And they would do everything off of a spreadsheet instead of a jersey name, right? Okay. And then they win it. And then the formula works, right? Right. So uh, I've actually ran these numbers to see if that's what Utah's doing, if they're playing some money ball. And the results are in. And they're super interesting. We're yeah. not. We're not. <laughs> um, we are not doing money ball. We become worse. So what, so what did you do, though? What did you do? So what we did is I, I took, okay, the first decent trade that meant something to us was Royce O'Neal and then Rudy Gobert and then Donovan Mitchell. And ultimately I just combined those players to see what they offer the jazz per game. And, okay. then, and then I've taken the main players that have come into Utah in, in trade and under budget from what we got rid of what they offer the Utah jazz per game. Okay. And we went up in points by four and down in rebounds, down in assists, down in steals, down in blocks, and down in three-point shooting. So the other teams are playing money ball, <laughs> and they're going to win games. It, I really thought that I was going like, to come on here with these statistics and be like, guys, it's, we, we, they know what they're doing. We are actually going to be the best team this season, and it's all statistically backed and proven, but it's not. So uh, what you did prove, though, to me is – is that we're in the tank game. And we are, as, as far as, I don't think players ever tank or try to lose, but I think front offices definitely do. How, how do they do that? Do by they tell getting, their players to not play hard? No, by getting pieces and players, like, like what we did. We got rid of guys who are better than what we brought in. We got worse as a team on paper. You just proved it. I did. Right? It's right here. Um, to try to lose games and build up our draft equity. So okay. I, I definitely think tanking is a thing, and so, it's real in the NBA. And they try to avoid it by putting these rules in, implementing the play-in game, which try to result in less tanking. But obviously, you look at our roster now compared to a month ago, we are worse. And that's, that's proven, that's fact. Right. We are a worse team now, and I think that's what Ainge is doing. And, and Justin Zanuck, that's what they're doing, is trying to make a worse team for one year, maybe two years, so that our potential in, in year three is, is through the roof. Okay. So the, the Las, Las Vegas last week's odds were that the Jazz would win in this season a total 27, or was it 28? It's 27. Yeah. Uh, they would win a total of 27 out of, what do they play, 80 games? 82. 
Did you see him as of today? Has it gone down? It is now 23, maybe 24. Wow. So, yeah, it's gone down. So the expectations to the same guys that worked with me on this uh, Moneyball sheet is that the Utah Jazz will lose nearly 51 games and lose or, or win only 23 or 24. That's exact inversion of what we had three years ago exactly. for Utah. Exact inversion. So you look at if we win 24 games compared to last year, we are sitting third from the bottom. Wow. And we're second from the bottom in the West. So wow. we are tanking hard. <laughs> wow. So is that the goal for Danny Ainge? I think so. Was that the goal when we brought Danny Ainge in? Was it? Was it? Because we had a chance to to go when we brought Danny Ainge. We were still in a decent position in seed, or were we thinking we need Danny to finish our team, or was it we need Danny to rebuild everything? Was that why we brought someone with his experience, his skill set in? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> If I'm throwing it out there and I'm guessing, that's what Danny Ainge did in Boston, and that's what he yeah, was came I, on to do let's here. Let's just call a spade a spade. I, yeah. I think that Danny Ainge knew he, he was brought here. To blow it up. To, to rebuild the team. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. And we are rebuilding. Speaking of rebuilding, are we done making moves? We have a trio left. The three amigos. The three musketeers. The trinity. <laughs> Bogey, Clarkson, and Conley. I honestly can see Conley and Bogey going. I was really, really hoping that we would keep Clarkson because I wanted to get his jersey this year. I don't know. And he's been in all of our promotions, all of the Utah Jazz commercials, all of their, all their camps over the summer. Um, so I really feel like he was the face of the Jazz going forward. Yeah, but who else are you going to put there? Uh, minivan, if he was here, <laughs> he'd have been perfect. <laughs> uh Honestly, they probably picked Clarkson because he's the easiest name to pronounce. Yeah. So kids could remember. We do have some of those difficult ones. Yeah. Um, do you think that those three are on their way out? I think Mike for sure because Sexton has taken his spot easy. I think Bogey for sure because he has some value. Mm -hmm. He has good value. Um, Clarkson, I would love to keep because I would love to see Clarkson with zero reins. 100% green light, full-on Jordan yes. Clarkson yes. all the time, everywhere. If the new coach is going to offer that. Yeah, I would love to see that. He, he could average 30-plus without breaking a sweat. What, he, given what he has been doing in the Philippines is incredible, and I want to see that on the Jazz court and I not too. in another jersey. I was so excited to watch him. So I don't know about him. Here's my thoughts on that. I think they keep Clarkson for one reason alone, to not piss off the fans. <laughs> I'm telling you, if, if there is... If they don't keep Clarkson, viewing, jersey sales, ticket sales, support, morale, we'll dive 100%. We're okay. We get it. Gobert, Mitchell, Sot, we saw the writing on the wall. If they trade Clarkson, there's gonna, there may be a small mutiny with the fan base. That's my thought. So it would be a smart thing to do to say, all right, we've got to give them something. Throw, throw the Jazz fans a bone. Don't make them suffer in silence forever. My, my really stretch out on a limb prediction right now okay. is we keep Clarkson. Yes, I he love He averages one. 35 a game. I love it. And we are forced to make him an all-star in Salt Lake City in the all-stars game. Wait, wait. Because we, we don't have any all-stars as of right now. Can, Conley doesn't count. Can you, is there still opportunity for that? Like, sure. 
By the book? Sure. You don't know. <laughs> I'm saying have him average 35 a game so the league is forced to make him an all-star even though we win 20 games this season. <laughs> so we can have someone participating on Sunday night in February in Salt Lake City at the All-Star Game. Which, by the way, we have tickets to. If you're looking to go to that or know somebody who wants to get in on the All-Star, I'm telling you, you had to be somebody or know somebody to get these on hold over a year ago. We got a pair of tickets. So hit us up if you're looking to go to that because we can help somebody out and get some seats and access to that. Jordan Clarkson, if you're listening... You know the expectation, okay? You need to carry, carry the jazz, and uh, we will be here for you if you will stay here for us. Last question for you, Tyson. Is it worth it if we take two years of dumps on the court for us to be potential NBA finalists, to be in the finals? Let's say that's our peak, in the finals. Two years of craps for the finals are you taking that are you sweating through You're those two years this question too right sure okay. are, you, are you taking those two I'm years in the in the face 100 percent, yes okay what about you we're on the same page okay good. yeah i mean I we've waited it. this bloody long what's the difference we've been mediocre for too long danny ainge blew the crap out of everything this week and we're here for it Danny just aged like 10 years in the last 10 months in Utah. <laughs> I think he loves his job. I think he loves every second about it. He loves saying, screw you, New York. Hey, thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been fun in a weird sort of way because we miss Mitchell. But Yeah, we're gonna, we're, we, we still love Mitchell. The sun is coming up, and there's another day on the horizon. Okay. And the best news is Beverly's gone, so all is well. Thanks for listening. I'm Jackson. This is Tyson. We See are Jazz guys. Beats. Bye.